a government held hostage. The president and the others been safely evacuated. An undetectable moving headquarters. I'd like to call your attention to the highly trained men with the automatic weapons. They may be called upon to shoot you. There's only one problem. Any other heroes? The cook from under siege is back. I'm not even a good cook, but there are some things I'm good at. And things are really heating up. There's a 45, okay? Yeah. Last time, he rocked the boat. This time, the sky's the limit. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to... Well, I, was, I don't know why I was going to say Secrets. Maybe I was going to yeah. say Sicario. Well, right? that's the that's our spinoff show. Yeah. Guide to Secrets and <laughs> Remixes. Yeah. So, Secret Tracks on the end of on the end of albums, which oh. they used to do, and Remixes. That was a thing. You had to wait like five minutes, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, a bonus song would come on. I wonder if there's a library out there that's got it, like... If we can look on an online library of every secret track ever recorded, mm -hmm. and if would it be enough to to do a podcast about? Yeah. It? Well, but then we get the and remixes part. And remixes and that so really yeah. carries. Yeah, we'd be good. We'd be good. Yeah, we'd it's kind good. of the way like this is sequels and remakes, but we hit a lot of sequels, sprinkle of the remakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is yeah, it's a guide to sequel and remakes. This is episode three hundred and seventy-seven. I'm Marquis Mike. Three seven seven. That's a good number. Yeah. It's a solid number. 377. It's a solid movie for a solid number. That's what I would ideally want my area code to be. The 377? 377. You know what I say? It's a little long. I, that's what like, I like about it. Okay. 377. Yeah, you don't like just like the three syllables, get in and out as fast yeah, as possible. Yeah, I, I, like, I like things that you got to work. For. Yeah. Maybe an O in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah, seven, seven is the only uh, double, double syllable? In your one through nine? I mean, I guess you can say zero, but most people say oh. Well, zero's not one. Yeah. One through nine, but there is zeros in... Area, yeah. yeah. You can do a zero. So you can be like 707. I mean, that's, that's a long one. I'd be like, trace 77. Yeah. I'd make it even longer. Yeah, go. <laughs> 377. 377. Yeah, 377. Um, that's our other podcast. Area codes, <laughs> a guide to area codes. So we just gotta we we start with zero zero one. I assume it has to be somewhere. It's probably like in Maine. If I'm just picturing a map, right? You start like at the top. Yeah, where does the area code start? You you snake your way over to the. Well, that doesn't make sense because we have like a lot of two. I don't know how. I that's part of the history of the show though. We'd learned like why do we have like a two five three and a five oh nine? It's an educational sh yeah. show. Yeah. Um, sure. but we still do this show. Uh, what have you been watching? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, right into it here. Yeah. All right, Mark. I got some stuff. Why, uh, Thanksgiving just came and went. Yes. Watched the only Thanksgiving movie I know of. Okay. Uh, 1987, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That, that's that's one, yeah. Um, that's the only one I can actually think of. Okay. Uh, classic. Yeah. Classic movie. I'll, you know, because I didn't actually watch it, I'll throw another one at you. Can't find it anywhere. Uh... Dutch, and uh, Ed O'Neill is a gar like he's like a garbage man step. I saw this one as a kid. He's a garbage man stepdad who, or boyfriend who has to go pick up his new girlfriend's like hoity toity private school kid for Thanksgiving, and then they travel home together. Uh, it's probably bad, but sounds good. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you want a good Thanksgiving movie? Or 
you know what's the Thanksgiving movie? Dutch. I'm gonna watch Dutch. You can't watch Dutch. You, gotta, you, you have to buy a DVD of Dutch. It's probably bad, but sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, Planes, Trains, and Automobile, even though it's a Thanksgiving movie, it's more of a road trip movie. Right. It's just, yeah, it's... Um, it's we, we, we all know that travel Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it yeah. Really... But I hadn't watched it in a long time, and it was still really good. Uh-huh. It was still really good. And, and surprisingly adult for a John Candy, Steve Martin movie. Yeah. Um, eh? John Hughes? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah, you John Hughes, Steve Martin, yeah. Yep. You gotta think of him as has the team guy, but Yeah. But it's it, there's there's cursing and there's yeah. arguing and there's and there's uh, sexual tension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um watch that. Uh, and then I'll knock this one out real quick. We always watch this on or around Thanksgiving. It's kind of our household tradition. We watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. It's always we kick off the Christmas season. We usually watch that Thanksgiving night, but we had some sickness, mm. so I felt fine. I don't get sick, but I was like, I'll wait. I won't watch it. Yeah. Knock those out. Okay. 2014, The Imitation Game. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do Cash or Trash again. Okay, yeah. I like this Yeah, game, Planes but... and Trains, Cash. National Lampoons, Cash Enough. Yeah. Imitation Game, Cash Drawer, for sure. Great movie. Oh. Didn't know a whole lot about Alan Turing. Uh, yeah, really good. Really intriguing, good movie. Um, and then I started doing research on the guy, and man, England was fucked up. I've never seen that movie. I know it was an Academy Award nominee. You know, I try to see all the Academy Awards each year, but I will always miss a couple. And it comes down to the wire, and I just looked, saw that as like this British drama biopic starring. Benedict Cumberbatch, and I was just like, "This looks boring," and kind of you know, Oscar baiting. I was like, I, "So I, I just, ne- I was like, I'll get around to it." I just never saw it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. It moves. It moves along really good. It's not slow at all. Yeah. And you say robbed at the Oscars? Oh, I don't know. What it was up against. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I mean, I wasn't completely. I wasn't blown yeah. away by anything in this movie, but I really enjoyed it. Okay, imitation game. Yeah, imitation game. Um. Got out to the theater to catch Glass Onion. Oh, you did? Yep. Okay. We, we went to the theater release. Did you have to go downtown? I did have to. Gotcha. We, we did have to go to the downtown theater. Um, it's totally cash money. Okay. That, don't that, need to you tell know, you that's, that. Um, that's a Christmas release for the for us normies. I know. I was... I, I James started feeling better, and I said, listen, I really want to see this on the big screen. Yeah. If you want to come, come. If not, I'm going without you. And yeah. she came. Should we do an emergency pod? Um, I'd be willing to talk about it after okay. down the road. Yeah, I mean, we got like four weeks before it hits Netflix. I think we could do emergency pod on that. And I wouldn't yeah. mind actually like watching it. I love so. the first one. Yeah, that's yeah. what. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Glass study, knives out mystery. Give it cash rating, and I'll, I won't say any more about it there. Uh, 1998, uh, the wedding singer. Okay. AMC was doing 80s and 90s weekend over Thanksgiving weekend. It was kind of fun. I just watched a couple, two of these movies. I watched this on TV with commercials and I rather enjoyed it. Wedding Singer is still really good for an Adam Sandler movie. And I think what puts it into the cash category for me is the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I just love the music. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, it's one of those. 
Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore vehicles, and, mm. and those two just have good chemistry they and do. looks. I haven't seen it in a long time. What I do remember about it. I, I, I like Adam Sandler playing, I guess, a more real person who's just kind of angry. Yeah. And I feel like in that time we were getting like the little Nickies and the Water Boys. And so for me, Wedding Singer was either like, it was a return to what I liked or it was like the last. I, I don't know the order, but it was like, I like this when it, you know, especially compared to what he was doing. Yeah, more of a human story. Yeah. Yeah, than just like some outlandish. Comedy. character when he's yeah. doing his voices i don't like it i don't like his voices yeah i agree it is more uh, more yeah. grounded Sam, yeah sandler you're not frank caliendo you don't do good voices at it, <laughs> I don't... uh then uh another am their amc 80s 90s weekend 1990 pretty woman mm. it's been a long time since i've seen pretty woman and it is good it's cash, but barely. And I just think because the premise is so whack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize, I was told we're not allowed to say prostitute anymore after watching this movie. I guess we're supposed to say sex worker, mm. politically correct. I do think sex worker is the um, more appropriate I think we're term. supposed to say sex worker. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about glamorizing prostitution yeah. here. I got sex work. Sex work. I have a lot of like moral problems with this movie, uh, um, but it's cool. It's okay. Can I confess something? I've never seen it. You know that's okay. I've I yeah. I've never I've never seen this movie. Um, there's that. I don't know if it's a must watch. Okay. I don't think you would. I mean, you could check it out or not. Yeah. I don't think it's a must-watch. Like you know, it, it's on. It's high on a lot of mm-hmm. people's lists, um, but I don't. Yeah, you know, I only know. I know a couple scenes. I know at one point she goes into a store and she's judged going to that store. It's like this big, you know. Mm-hmm. And, hey, we've all been there when we go when we go to when we go to Saks or Barney's. And she says, "Hey, big mistake," you know, because like she's gonna spend money. And I was like, "I've heard. I've, I know that. And I know a lot of people make fun of or not. I, I know this is an original thought, but." I've always seen them like, but you didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I... Well, You're I just with a guy with a lot of money. Last time I was in Vegas, I was uh-huh. going to peruse the Rolex shop. Yeah. And as I was approaching the door, a man approached the door from the inside. Uh-huh. And I thought he was going there to stop me stop from Stop you from entering, yeah. Um, because I looked like a ragamuffin. Yeah. And so I didn't go in. Uh-huh. But I, I think, actually, they accompany every guest through the store. It's... It's a personal shopper, basically, gotcha. for free. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't, because he probably would have talked to me about a Rolex. Uh, yeah. And I don't wear jewelry, Mark, so it would be real, like, hard. Like, I would just come home with this, like, watch. And I'm like, well, I don't really wear jewelry, so I can't, like, I can't, like, bling this timepiece down to the brewery, right? Yeah. Because it makes me uncomfortable. Right. I think I feel like if you bought a Rolex, that's, like, going in a safe. And they're like, this is an investment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It goes in my safe deposit box. Yeah. Yeah, down at the, the bank with the big the big iron door. Yeah. He has the big iron door. Yeah. The the the, the or, I don't know. The bank manager has the two two keys. Yeah. And yeah. Then he sits on the table for you and says, you know, I'll give you a few minutes yep. and he leaves. Um, it's under my gun and all my passports. Yeah. But you know, I don't think they would judge you. I feel like, you know, especially for men, you know, this, this is our male privilege, is you know, 
you could have just sold like uh, some tech or something, you know. That's true. I could have yeah. got out of FTX before it all went down. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You you developed an app and you <laughs> sold it, and it's just like yeah, this is how I dress. Yep. What do you know? Uh, next movie. This is a recommendation. Oh. I watched 2016 Hush. Wait. You watch Hush? Oh, Hush! I thought you said I was like you saw Hutch. Wait, what was the Thanksgiving movie I just recommended? Dutch. Dutch. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. You saw Dutch? I, you, yes. Okay. Hush. Yeah. 2016. This was a market recommendation. I do like this movie from the show. Hush. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I was kind of. I'm torn on these um, these movies. I think it's. I can spoil this a little bit. It's, it's 2016. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, this the deranged killer movie. Uh. Uh-huh. I need a motivation, uh, you, and and we didn't really get anything none. on this one, yeah. and that annoyed me at the end. But it's a, it goes into cash drawer. It's a good movie. Yeah, see, I'm not, I kind of like I like a movie where you're just like thrown in. You're like, what's this guy? It's like I don't know. You know, because we're seeing it through the eyes of the victim. It's like she she would never get an answer. Yeah, but uh, yeah, now you see there are some of those. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. It's on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. It's I'm glad it's cash. I'm gonna go back and retcon my Pretty Woman. I'm going trash. Baby. That's trash. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's not. It's not up there. It's going trash. Yeah. You thought about Hush? You go. Here's an independent woman who has a job. You know, she's yeah. doing it for herself. And you're thinking about glamorized sex. You're like, no, no. And absolutely love the little the little Easter egg into Midnight Mass, the show. Yes, that was that fun. was super cool, especially because this came out way before the show. Hmm. And yeah. so, like, seeing that, I'm like, oh. And then I looked up the characters. We're talking about, oh, that was, okay, that's really cool. That yeah. this is tie-in, you know, five years before that show even came out. I'm sure Mike Flanagan had it all in development. This but, is the Flanagan verse. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. Uh, then I watched a brand new movie on Netflix, 2022, The Stranger. This is a Joel Edgerton movie. Okay. It's an Australian crime movie. movie Mark, this movie is fantastic. This is an absolute cash bin movie. This should be in conversation with the Mystic Rivers, oh, The Departed. All right, I'm writing it down. The Stranger, it is so compelling and moody. It is fantastic, and I, I wish I was hearing some press about this movie somewhere. Netflix original? or I, I don't know. It had a Cannes Film Festival oh, okay. selection. Yeah. Uh, you know, so maybe just the distributor so, was Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if they produce it, but it's so good. It just came out like a, within a month, last month or so, I think, on Netflix. And it really, it's up there. I, I'm disappointed. I'd like the word to get out on this movie. It's really good. Mm. And then uh, wrap it all up, uh, 1990, I watched uh, a Sheen Brothers, or maybe it's a Nest of Ed- as Brothers. I don't know. Um, uh, Men at War. Yeah. Uh, it's fun, but it's trash. I haven't seen that in forever. Definitely a trash bit movie, but it, it was fun. Which is ironic. Yeah. I, ironic. I just put it on, you know, you just sometimes you just put it, put something on for yeah. noise. And I've seen it before, I didn't have to pay too much attention. I kind of knew it was a good mm-hmm. too, so. Yeah. It's fine. Mm. You know. I don't really think Charlie Estevez and Emilio Sheen really have good on-screen chemistry together. Oh, what is their relationship? Um, I think they're half brothers. No, no, but like, are they cool? Like, are they guys who like each oh. other now? I think they're probably cool. Do they have Thanksgiving together? 
The real question is, do they invite Martin? Yeah, I was just like, has did Emilio ever show up on Two and a Half Men? I think he did, actually. Oh, he did? Okay. All right, so, he, yeah. I think they're he brothers. did. Yeah. I think they're probably cool. Yeah. I think the family's... I think they got a, a well-knit family. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Sheen, Sheen Estevez's. Uh, yeah, I know they had to do, like, Men at Work, Young Guns, yep. Charlie's in that, right? Yeah, they're both in Young Guns. Yeah, and then... Uh, uh, of course, you know Charlie makes the the great cameo in uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon, uh, but like you know, as Emilio's star went down and Charlie's was up, I was like, yeah, you didn't you didn't hear, hear about him a lot. And interesting, I didn't know this until rewatching. This movie was directed by Emilio Estevez. Oh, and he's done some directing uh, on a multiple occasions. I know he directed his father in a movie within the last five or six years that was supposed to be pretty good. I. I feel like maybe I watched it, but I can't remember. So maybe it wasn't good, and I did, or I just didn't watch it. Yeah. But I think he's gone behind the camera a little more lately. Okay. That's it, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been... That's what I, I, I put together there, and, and some smattering of television yeah. within... That's quite the list. I, I, I have a very short... I didn't get... I didn't watch anything. Uh, okay. I the tried... Is empty? No, no. I, I, I have three. I have three movies. Oh. I only saw three movies. Um, okay, so I, I don't think I I don't think I have the right like decisive mind for a trash or pass, a skip or hip, you know, uh, a watch or I another way rhymes with watch, Cro- watch or crotch punch. Yeah, watch or crotch <laughs> punch. So, but you know what? I, I, I like to watch on YouTube are, are when people tier things. I love a good tiering. So, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. got a five level tier. Here we go. This is a okay. Here, I'm gonna try to use this going forward. We we have your your S tier. That that's your go see this. Outstanding. Yeah. Go go should be O tier, but it's S tier. Yeah. Make make a make an effort to go go see this. Below that, you can pay for this. You can rent this. If it's on Amazon, if it's on uh YouTube for $5.99, check it out. If it's on, stream it. If, it, if it's on a streamer, yeah, you know, you're not gonna hate it. That's that, that's our middle. Middle tier is this is streamable. Below that, if you have cable and it's on, it's fine. You can have this on. You can have this on in the background. This is fine. There's something there. You can have this on in the background. Yeah, you got on. You play some Marvel Snap on your phone. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Whatever kids do these days. You can have this on. And Cop then finally, me. last, a full-on <laughs> skip it. You, you you do not need to see this movie at all. I got three. Uh, I think they they fit in this here. Here is a Thanksgiving movie. It's not Dutch. And it's not Plane Trains or Automobiles. <laughs> this was actually, so. There's a third. You're holding out on me. This was a Mike adjacent recommendation. Okay. Uh, somebody from your household recommended this to me as a Thanksgiving movie. I watched 1993's Sudden Law, starring Polly Shore and Carlos Cubido. <laughs> I gotta say, I put this on as like a gag. This was on Hulu. I was like, okay, this is gonna be stupid, right? We're gonna watch like 30 minutes of this, but this is fucking dumb. My wife was laughing hysterically, <laughs> and I was also laughing at a lot. This movie's dumb. This is a stupid movie. But man, I was laughing. It's there was something about the charm of Polly Shore, like fish out of water. I'm gonna say this is a perfectly fine stream it, borderline rent this for Thanksgiving. Okay, this, but there are now three Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> um, okay, this is a rewatch, but I did watch this uh, Barbarian. I did a rewatch of this movie because I wanted to show it show it to some people uh, that were around, and I still have I put Barbarian in that top. Make an effort to go see this. It, it, it's on a streamer right now, but if it wasn't, do yourself a favor and go see Barbarian. I th- this movie's great. 
And the third movie, I did go out to the movie theater. I saw 2022's The Menu. Oh, yeah. I'm putting The Menu in. I think this is all. I'm going to say do yourself a favor and go see it. Okay. But it's right on the border of. It's also very. It's, this is a very rentable movie. Like, I, I would. If it was available at a red box, you're going to have a nice night watching this movie. I, yeah, I really dug it. Uh,. That's a, that's on my list. Yeah, Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt. You know, eating, uh, food. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. And I watched two other movies. Uh, yeah, it was a weird Thanksgiving weekend. I, I was tired a lot. We had a sick kid. I saw way too much. Like my new thing of when I'm like I'm exhausted. I cannot concentrate on a movie, but I'm staying up a little bit. Is just to throw on like the Peacock Network and watch like 1992 WCW Fall Brawl. Watched a lot of Fall Brawl. <laughs> uh, I, I do like the matchup with the season. So, you know, October, it was Halloween Havoc. Thanksgiving, Fall Brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. December, obviously, Starcade. You know, that, that's the big one. And that, but, I mean, the, those are theatric. I mean, that's a movie. Yeah. And I just fall asleep. <laughs> I put them on. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Mike Rotunda versus Willie Ringo. And I just fall asleep. I wake <laughs> up, and it'd be two years in the future. And, man, things change. <laughs> uh, Alright, and then we watched two other movies um, I don't know how you watch these movies I last, when we picked it I said this was on Tubi And then when I tried to watch it, these were no longer on Tubi You, you caught them I on Tubi? I watched them on Tubi Okay, I, I, caught the, I watched these Monday, Tuesday of this week I watched these I watched the first one last Friday Thursday or Friday Okay And I think I watched the second one Maybe Saturday or Sunday. No, Monday. You did? Okay. Yeah, I did not... I think I, I watched it Monday, because I watched it... No! No, they're still on Tubi. I watched... I watched... I watched Under Siege 2 yesterday. Do I have a different... I'm, I'm, I'm recently... Ser- I'm searching Under Siege 2 on Tubi. I got nothing. I'm pretty sure I watched it yesterday, because I watched it on my... Tablet while working. Oh, I, I'm worked, on the, and I work from home. I didn't. I work from. I was in the office Monday and Tuesday, so I didn't definitely didn't do it there. I'm not one of those kind of employees. Oh, I only waste time when I'm at home. Yeah, I only waste company time when I'm working from home. Like, and that's what I watched. <laughs> uh, weird. Yeah, so I watched it on um, the first one. I watched on through my Amazon Fire Stick on uh-huh. the TV, and then. The second one I watched on my tablet. Okay, yeah, huh. maybe the maybe it's I'm using the phone app uh, and I'm, I'm looking up Under Siege Two. That's too bad. I don't have the app on my phone. It's no longer on Just Watch, so maybe hmm. maybe I caught it at a weird time. But I maybe. definitely tried to watch this Tuesday, Under Siege Two Tuesday, which would have been the 29th. Hmm. Yeah. I need to watch it later tonight. Oh, let me check my letterbox diary. Oh, there you. Yeah, this is how we get down to it. I watched. This is important too. This is important. So stuff. I watched the. I watched Under Siege on the seventeenth. And yeah, I watched Under Siege two, on uh, Wednesday. That's that was just yeah, that was the first yesterday. Weird. It is weird. Yeah, I had to pay for Under Siege oh. on on uh, on YouTube for two ninety nine. Did you? Was it a buy though or a rent? It was a rent. It was a rental. And I gotta tell you, in my tier listing. 
don't know if it's worth it, but we'll get to it. <laughs> Under Siege 2 is a 1995 sequel to the 1992 action thriller Under Siege, uh, directed by uh, Andrew Davis, who also directed... You know what else Andrew Davis directed? No. Uh, the Fugitive. Wow! A year later, we go on to direct a fugitive, and then also um, another uh, guide sequel to makes movie, uh, A Perfect Murder, along with working pre- Steven Seagal previously on Above the Law. It stars Steven Seagal, Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Busey, Erica Alenik, Alenik, and Cole Meany. And Under Siege tells the story of a disgruntled ex-CIA operative, Stranix. His assistant Krill and their group of terrorists seize the battleship. With nuclear blackmail in mind, they've planned for every contingency, but ignore the ship's cook, former Navy SEAL Casey Ryback, an error that could be fatal. Under Siege, it's not a job, it's an adventure. Was this your first time seeing Under Siege? No. But you did watch on Tubi on the 17th. I did watch on Tubi. What do you think of Under Siege? It is a, it's a good movie, Mark. Mm. I think Under Siege is a good movie. It's an act, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just this. It's just this. This era, '90s era action movie. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Um, great villains with Gary Busey and Tommy, especially Tommy Jones. Yeah, he's he's just going for it. I, yeah. I really like his Stranix character. Um, it is very like you hear about. Oh, well, Die Hard was such a big hit, and then you get all that. Like I think this is the, maybe the biggest example of a. Oh, this is just Die Hard on a whatever. And this is this is Die Hard on a boat. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Um, it but it is... It's good. Yeah. I think it's pretty well directed. I like the... the rewatching, I thought there was a lot of... Rewatching both these, it raised a lot of questions about... Do I like Steven Seagal? Do I know too much about Steven Seagal? Because now I was watching these with like a different lens of like... These seem like vanity projects for... You know, honestly, watching every time I watch Under Siege, I've yeah. seen this movie. I think I've probably seen this movie six times. Okay, or six times. I'm not gonna be the guy. It's like I've seen this hundred times. Yeah, probably six times. And after I watch Under Siege, I'm always like, I don't respect Segal enough. Oh, where do you think we had him on our action tier? We put him in S tier, right? I can't remember. I have it. It's in my notebook. I uh, still have it. Yeah, it's not the tier list. I have to look that up. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll update people with that. But, uh, oh, he in the first one I was watching, I was like, oh, you know what? He kind of has like a little comedic chop to him. Uh, and you know, it was a good action. But then as it went on, and then especially the second one, I was like, and then you hear, and I did doing the research, and all of a sudden I now know about Steven Seagal. I was like, oh, but he's also like a huge asshole. And I was like. Was Under Siege 2 the start of him being this giant asshole? And I'll get into it. We'll talk oh, about is, he no, is he known for being a Yeah, he's like a huge... Uh, we'll do some of the trivia now. Like, uh, I mean, so you have, uh, you know, Erica Laniac in this, and then he uh, he has like another Playboy centerfold in like the second one, and Jenny McCarthy had auditioned for that role. She tells a story about like... in He was an executive producer. It was like, we have to strip naked, even though it's not in the script, and then him telling Katherine Heigl, who was 16 at the time, is like... I have girlfriends that are 16, and they don't, you know, she's like, isn't that illegal? He's like, yeah, they don't mind. That's a story she told on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then just, like, him, like, I've, stories, I, I, when I was reading, I've heard from the past that I do this is, like, he takes liberties with, like, stuntmen. Like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll fucking kick you. Uh, wow. 
he may have truly slapped Morse Chestnut in this movie. Like, he's, he's just kind of a dick, is what um, the story about him was. I don't uh, like him anymore. Yeah. Fun story, and this, this doesn't spoil anything for the menu. Uh, John Leguizamo's in it. I don't know if that's a spoiler. He's, he's one of the main cast. He's, he's, he's in one, the preview. He, okay, he's in the preview. John Leguizamo's in it. Um, and so he was telling a story about, like, the one... He was doing press for this. It was saying that, like, the one guy in Hollywood, like, he truly hates is Steven Seagal. And... Because they met on an executive decision. And, um... Yeah, he was just kind of saying, like, you know, he, he kind of based, an, like, an asshole movie star character off of Steve, off him working with Steven Seagal. Oh. I think... I can't remember what the interaction was between the two of them. It might have been, like, Seagal was, like, late to set or something, and Lequizamo said something to him, and then he, like... Steven Seagal just, like, pushed him up against the wall and, like, shoved him. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, what are you going to do? The guy's a karate master or whatever. Call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> What's he going to do with those cops, though? <laughs> He's going to break their arms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did I did enjoy Under Siege. Um, $35 million box uh, budget. Grossed $156 million. 79% on Rotten Tomato based off 28 reviews. Uh, consensus read a well-directed action thriller that makes the most of its confined setting. Yeah, it's a good action movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's... Um, I heard that too. Something yeah. fell, but I can't tell where. Uh, something shifted. The whole, this, this whole house of cards is coming down. It could down. have been like an icicle outside or something. We're on the outside wall. Oh, it's... Uh, no, the, uh, my dining room's above this. Ah. Yeah. Or to the... Yeah. Uh, who knows? Something's falling in here. Your kid's crawling on the table up there. That's probably what it is, yeah. Yeah, good action movie. Um, and, but, and it's like a lot of the movies from this era. You kind of just like put your... You set aside your, you know, just let it, let the extraordinary happen. Sure. And, and we always got, some, you know, it's it's greed and, it's greed and missiles. Like, it's greed yeah. and nuclear missiles always, right? Or something like that in this era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You do have to, there is the, you know, suspending your disbelief, but it was not too hard in this movie. I mean, if you really went through it, there was some silly stuff, especially him just being a cook. Yeah, it's silly. Tom, silly. Tommy Lee Jones is great, but his, their, the whole shtick of getting on the boat, like mm-hmm. he's in this rock band and all this. And oh, like, the whole, just like, they're, they're, their setup plan is silly. Yeah. Why Gary Busey has to get in drag at all? Yeah. I think he just wanted to. He just wanted to. I think he yeah, wanted he, to. He, he, he got that added to the script. Yeah. Busey's a crazy guy, right? He's a, he's a crazy man. And, there might be and, some uh, Busey trivia for Under uh, Siege 2. All right. All right. Um, we get a sequel just three years later, Under Siege 2, colon, Dark Territory. Uh, Seagal returns uh, as Navy SEAL turned chef. You know what I, I wish both movies had a little bit more of? Cooking. Cooking. I, yeah. wish, I, I want a little more of like his love of cooking. Um, and like him yelling at a guy for not saying behind or... Yeah, <laughs> See, a lot of that. Um, Heard, chef. A lot more uh, cooking puns, you know. Mm. You know when he when he when he kills a guy, you know, just, uh, just say something um, that's more related to cooking. Um, Over easy, yeah. No, that, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, Steven Skull returns this time with Eric uh, Bogazian, Catherine Heigl, Morris Chestnut, Everett McGill, Matt Reeves. Uh, oh, Matt Reeves has a writing credit on this. Of course, Matt Reeves. We know as the director of The Batman, uh, Let Me In, and uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Director is uh, Jeff Murphy, who has done Mike, 
uh, my favorite, Young Guns 2, as well as Magnificent Seven, a 1998 remake that I didn't know existed, starring Michael Bean. Uh, Under Siege 2, a passenger train has been hijacked by an electronics expert and turned into an untraceable command center for a weapon satellite. He has planned to blow up Washington, D.C., and only one man can stop him, former Navy SEAL, Casey Ryback. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, last time he rocked the boat. This time, the sky's the limit. <laughs> uh, which I guess is satellite. I wish that was a little more tr- train punny, but uh, no, no. I like it. Um, was your first time seeing Under Siege 2, Dark Territory? I believe second. Yeah, I had seen it before. Before rewatching, what, 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 what do you remember about Under Siege 2? I what, do, were your, what was your thoughts on it? I remember being surprisingly positive. I remember for the first time I watched it, I'm like, you know, for a sequel to a kind of cheesy action movie, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. That's what I remember. All I had definitely seen Under Siege more as a kid uh, in 1992, 3, whatever it's on cable, than Under Siege 2. Um, all I do really remember was it was on a train, and I all the only scene I really remember was them getting his like BlackBerry or whatever his uh, little personal uh, phone, and figuring out who it was, and that it was just like a blog for cooking. That's how my my brain remembered it. it was like oh he had like his website for his like chef store, and then everyone going. Oh, Casey Ryback. Casey's Casey Ryback's on the train. Um, and that scene uh, still happened and still great. That's <laughs> all I remembered. And then it showed up. I was like, I remember that. Yeah. That the guy is such. I guess if you're a mercenary, you would know the guy who saved the um, the berserk. Yeah, and I would think a lot of those mercenaries were like maybe ex-military, well, ex-special uh, forces. God, who's the guy? Who's a bad guy and everything? Uh, he was a bad guy in this, and when he showed up on the train, I was like, "That's a bad guy." Um, the guy from John Pulp Green, Fiction? yeah, something Green. Yeah, was his last name Zed. Yeah, Zed. Uh, he says that Casey Ryback was his instructor at uh, at Fort Bragg. Yeah, and then uh, the other two, you know, they, they all knew he's guy's a legend. He's yeah, the, or as the one guy put it, uh, he's the best. You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll just yeah we'll jump right in. What, what worked for you with Under Siege Two Dark Territory? Um, I liked the Porter. Mm. He was fun. Yeah, Morris Chestnut. Yeah, I liked him. Um, it was good adding a comic relief character. Yeah, yeah, and it gave him something to do yeah. other than just crack wise. Yeah. Oh, uh, shout out to the first one. Uh, Bosch's barrel showing up. That was a nice little yeah barrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I like I like that. I like the cast overall. I'm not a big Katherine Heigl fan, but as a 16-year-old, she was fine Yeah, in it. Um, I love the villains, especially the techie villain. I just like that guy. I really dug um, poor man's Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. That's what he looked like. Until the end where I was like, you're wearing on me now. I, I really like him. When I see him in things, I like him. Uh-huh. And I, I liked his nerd his nerd villain. Yeah. Uh, the head mercenary guy. I liked him just because he was so damn bad. He was he was evil. He was just so bad and didn't give a shit mm-hmm. and, and killing his own men. Um, and I, I've never seen that guy in anything else. Yeah. 
That, uh, hold on. I, I had it here. Everett McGill. Everett McGill. He looked the part. He did. That, like, salt and pepper hair and, and just, like, he's like evil Clooney, man. <laughs> yeah, he was very evil. Um, he got a little too pervy towards the end there. A lot of hair sniffing. And then just the, uh, you know, his, like, the pain's like, Oh, it's good. I was like, yeah, let's let's tone it down. Let's let's <laughs> let's, let's back that off. Uh, yeah, you got two little, two notches a little, here. Uh, comic booky there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are kind of my positives. I yeah, I, I like the premise. I I like this whole the clone satellite shit. I like all that techie shit in this one. I really yeah. did like all the techie stuff in this one. Uh, um, Red Foreman showing up. Yeah, love. Yeah, love Red. Uh, it's cor- it was Cordy in this, but it was also Cordy in the first one. Just the the guys in the room, you know the uh, you know this is a it's like a NASA esque uh, you know satellite room, but just I don't know. It, it, I, I think every movie just can't really nail. I, I I don't know what the real reaction is of just like the handshaking and the like the cheering of like yeah we did it. It's, as an actor, I'm just sure that's a weird like you get that direction. It's like all right, shake the guy, shake the hand to the guy yeah, next to you. Act like your team won the Super Bowl. I, I yeah I. That part is so weird. Yeah. That stuff is so weird. And, and super nerd in that room, I was like, this this guy, this guy has one. He has an HR violation against him from the beginning. <laughs> They're testing out the satellite. He finds the naked woman, and the guy's like, "Hey, man, shut it down." I was like, "This guy has to be his superior." And he's just like, "Oh, she's turning it over." It was the '90s, man. Great. Uh, I mean, camera works, but yeah, just <laughs> of like, you're in a room full of people, bro. You got, and then his. Uh, Kappa. Uh, it was Delta. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, they didn't give that. You know, they didn't give that guy a single win. When, when he picks it, I was like, oh, it's got to be Kappa. Yeah, he's gonna actually uh, get it right for once. Yeah. Um, I did. I I liked uh, the main villain Bogazian, That actor, I've seen him a few things. He's really just chewing it up. He's he's just like, I'm turning my my snarky nerd tech villain up to 11 he had some funny funny things to say yeah. um, he keeps it up the whole movie by the end I'm just like he's I'm done okay I'm ready for Seagull to take take you out yeah. now but uh, yeah he was good uh, trains are fun uh, I don't have a good ranking of, of train movies but you know this this would certainly be in the conversation um, I don't know if they make the best terrorist mobile unit because you are stuck to a track uh, but you know they had their plan I do have questions about the plan what them getting on the train was it all really planned around those two CIA NASA workers having an affair and that they were going to meet on the train that's I feel like that was just supposed to be like a coincidence, but how could it be? Right, because they needed the codes. Yeah, and it just yeah, it was it was weird. That was yeah, that's just the plot hole. Yeah, right? it's uh, yeah, um, just a script hole. Yeah, which you know, quite a few. This I would say you know script wise wise even though it's just a movie where it's I read the plot I was almost laughing you know terrorists take over a satellite they want to blow up Washington DC um within in it you're, it, I do think it's just like a weaker script than the first yeah. one uh, but yeah that was certainly what I was like 
because obviously the train was a big part of their plan, but I was like, so was it coincidence, or do they know that these two were going to be on the train? Is that where they always met for their little rendezvous? And so then they planned the rest of their thing for being on a train. I mean, they needed dark territory. That was a big yeah. Problem. I I would think that they're even in this day and age. Yeah, there's probably a lot of trains go through some remote mountainous ter- areas. Yeah, there's probably a fair amount of dark territory still out there. Yeah, um, even with modern cell phone and stuff, like you know, there's there's places where you're not getting reception. Yeah. Uh, Although dark territory only seemed to be like the last few minutes of the movie, yeah. Because he, the, the main character or the main villain, does say that because they're moving, it will um, they'll they, they'll be impossible to track as long as they stay moving. Um, which you know, dark territory in those remote areas, they could have just driven a semi truck up and down. Um, yeah, just you you were confined to the train, and you couldn't account for all the passengers. Which, much like in the first one, this was a mistake. Yeah. You didn't know Casey fucking Ryback. He, he was there. Yeah. Oh, here's a great name. Casey Ryback. Great name. Like, that's a good action hero name. Great name. Casey Ryback. That, 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 that's a great name. Um, and what... Like, what was he... Like, the first one, like, his cooking thing, he's like, yeah, I cook for the cow. I'm the only one that cooks for the cow. Yeah. But he was, like, doing... He was doing... Gonna, he was planning to cook some something, like, on this train... Like, what was that about? They cut to just him in the kitchen. Another to talk about plot or weak script holes. Uh, him just being in the kitchen and be like, "I'm making a cake for my niece," and I think it's just like, "Oh yeah, it's case of Ryback. Of course, they're gonna let him in the yeah yeah. It's special privileges. Yes, it, like I, I do think that the our. We just believe, like, oh, well, it's Casey Ryback. He just he goes where he yeah. Goes. And I was kind of confused because I was like, oh, is this a military train? No. And I was like, does the military have trains? I mean, they must. Oh. But not as we know, like, a battleship. Like, in the first one, they're on a battleship. Yeah. Of course they got a, you know, a, a cook on the battleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely some uh, some plot holes. Yeah. Um, some, thin, some thin story here. Some thin story that I was just like, yeah. And then Casey Ryback's going to make, make, make a cake in the microwave. 15 minutes. Yeah, in the micro- That's a long microwave cook. That is. But, I mean, a cake takes like 40 minutes, right, in the oven? I don't know. You save yourself, you just save yourself 25 minutes <laughs> by not using the oven. Uh, not in this movie, but I wish this movie had more of it. I do like in the first one when he's stuck in the freezer, he's just like, Hey, something's not right, man. Just make a call. Make a call to the captain. Get my pies oh, out the oven. Yeah, that was that is some good stuff. Put my pies there, out the oven. Seagal as an actor, there is something I like about his just nonchalant way he speaks. His little like his eyes squint. He's not gonna. I I'm not I'm not a big Seagal aficionado. I cannot picture this man yelling. I don't think he yells. I think that's just his. I think doesn't raise his, his voice at all. I think that's his mode. I think that he just goes in here. He says some funny things every now and then. Uh, he's got some one-liners, uh, and I kind of like it. Oh, yeah, I think it it kind of works a little bit. He seems so controlled. Yeah, he's very yeah very in control. So some of it, you know, this one, you know, where it just comes out, and I think this is part of like the goal mystique. Now that I know, is like he also kind of carries himself like an asshole. 
but it kind of works for him in the movies. You know, when he when he comes out of the baggage and he's just like, young man, don't make me raise my voice. Like, <laughs> it kind of works a little bit for, for, for some comedy. Yeah. Uh, what didn't work for you with Under Siege 2, Dark Territory? I mean, it was literally the same movie just on a train. <laughs> if, if Under Siege was Die Hard on a Boat, this was Die Hard on a Train. Because yeah. we're like Under Siege on a Train. Yes. Everything was the same. It was a copy of a copy. Yeah, even like, what do you make? What are we doing? Making a bomb. Yeah. Did that. Final fight. Knife fight with the villain. Did that. Everything was the fucking same. Yeah. I mean, even to calling, uh, like, oh, no, I guess the stealths got blown up, right? No. Did both stealths get blown up? Uh, yeah, I think. Okay, so, so. they didn't have to call off the. Yeah. Um, yeah, the knife fight. Uh, yeah, even too. Casting a Playboy model to be in this movie. Who was that? Uh, the waitress, the or the the bartender. Oh, I had that no was idea. the role that Jenny McCarthy had, had auditioned okay, for. Which, I had no idea. Who yeah, did. no, but yeah, it, it's very much the same. They add they add a comic relief. They add, I guess, some stakes with his niece. Although you really don't need her. No, like you didn't. You don't. You, you you don't need her. I mean, he's gonna do his mission regardless. I, I guess it puts him on the train. Uh, I was confused. He says he missed his brother's funeral, but then they were on their way to go just visit his grave. I think, yeah, just went okay. to Arlington or whatever. Yeah. Well, they were on their way to L.A. Oh, so maybe there's a military. Yeah. Because uh, it looked like they were at like, a big military. They did, yeah. Um, cemetery. And I think his brother had um, rank on his uh, tombstone. Had, yeah. Um, yeah, the the... The transcontinental was from Denver to Los Angeles, okay. where they were traveling. Um, that's a, I mean that that's a long train ride. Yeah. So all well, this sleeper be, car, all this being able to go down and, and having a big yeah these double decker cars with uh-huh. you know sleepers and a and a mess hall and you know that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same movie. I will say, like, uh, give the cast of villains. Their their credit for trying, I I think the first one really gets carried a lot by just having Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones as yeah. like they they were just so good as villains. Yeah. Uh, so fun the fun Busey um, of it all. I mean, it tells you about the filming of this movie. So Steven Seagal, executive producer, he's on vacation to Thailand, I believe. At that time, so he he he's. He's he's MIA. He can't reach reach him. The casting director fills out the villain villains for this movie. He casts Gary Busey. Seagal comes back. He's livid about it. Says no, you can't hire Gary Busey. And also he, he was he was in the first movie and he died, so he can't be in this one. Gary Busey at that time or when he gets the role, he signs something called a pay to play contract. Um, I don't. The full details of that, but it does mean that because they fi- they released him from the movie, he still got paid. So Gary Busey made seven hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars and never had to film Under Siege Two. Do you think Gary Busey knew he was auditioning for Under Siege Two? No. Yeah, I don't think he. No idea. Or better, or I guess better question: Do you think Gary Busey knew he was under in Under Siege? <laughs> he forgot. He forgot he was in Under Siege. He gets the offer to be in Under Siege 2, Dark Territories. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Signs the contract. Seagull comes back, fires him from it, and he's like, all right, I just made $750,000. To do nothing. To do nothing. 
Yeah, that you know, and and with the casting directors, and this movie may not even have had, like, was even the title under siege attached to it when he was being cast and uh, stuff. Maybe not. So this movie, they did a Die Hard with a Vengeance esque move with this, where this movie was called Dark Territory. It was, it was Die Hard on a train, and then. They got a script doctor in to turn it into a under siege movie. Okay. Yeah. So it's supposed to be its own thing, and then they turned it into an under siege movie. So maybe he got cast for Dark Territory. Yeah, could be. And then, yeah. But wow, yeah. I mean, good for Gary on that. Good for Gary. Made out. Yeah. Made out. Didn't have to get punched in the chest by uh, Seagal. I had this note written down. It says The Stranger. I was like, what the hell does that mean? That's a movie you recommend. <laughs> I'm circling. I also disliked how they handled the um, femme fatale role. Uh-huh. They had they had this mercenary, and she's she's oh, you know, yeah, yeah. the female. And they just, like, they don't really give her anything to do. And then we have this really, like, absolutely cool, cool scene. Like, a, a cool idea of train coming around a curve. And she's up lining up a sniper shot, yeah. right? And I don't really know the ballistic science of making a shot like that. Well, you got to account for um, wind speed. Or the Coriolis effect. Curvature of the earth. Yeah, right? I mean, but I just think that's a really cool concept. You're on this curve. She's at the end of the train. He's at the front. Uh-huh. And she's like shooting across the arch, right? Yeah. And I, it's just a cool setup. And she does that. But that's all she does. And then she's like, oh, track down, you know, the porter is on the chopper. And then, like, she just gets... Somehow, now he's a superhero. He learns a... Now the porter learns a superhero karate move. Well, Catherine Heigl taught him that in the beginning. So we got this super... But he can can perform it instantaneously against a trained uh, combat warrior. Well, he said to himself, when Catherine Heigl did to him, he he got up and said, I could do that. True, true. I mean, confidence goes a long way. I I just, like... Yeah. I feel like... uh, Penn's team was the best. Like, we assume... I mean, she's a... We assume she has a military background. Yeah, definitely. You assume she has some hand-to-hand. I just, like, I thought... When I first saw her, I'm like, oh, this could be a cool, interesting thing. And Uh then they just don't really do anything with her. I feel like it's such a waste. Um, All right, here's my thought. And again, maybe I put too much on this. So I watched this movie, and I noticed... This is why I was like, is this, did Seagal, is he doing this movie just like, pump, is this like an ego thing for Steven Seagal, is that he's always like the coolest guy in it, and he, outside of being shot by her, he, no one ever gets the best of him, in, in, in like in these actions, like even the, the, the showdown with uh, with Penn at the end, you're like, oh, Penn, Penn's this badass, they, these guys are, they're gonna have like the action movie guy fight, Penn... He's going to be his equal. He's going to get the best of at some point. But Seagal has to like pull out some extra. Seagal just kicks his just ass. Just kicks the just shit kicks out the of him. Shit. Yeah. Seagal takes no damage. Except for getting shot. At which point, which he just... He... In and out, baby. You think that's not only shot? Does, yes. Not only does he take zero damage from it, he just talks it out of the script. He just goes, eh, that's not being shot. <laughs> <laughs> or, you've been shot. There's no bullet in there. <laughs> that's it. All right, let's move on. Um... Uh, so here's my thought: is that not only did he get no damage to him, he never looked bad on screen. He also didn't want to be upstage. So it's like, well, Morris Chestnut, he's, this is your sidekick, so we're going to give him someone to fight to. He's going to take out one of the other mercenaries. He's like, Ugh. 
he can find a woman. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, no, we, we got this guy who's like, oh, Casey fucking Ryback, he's the best. That He's going to fight Je- uh, Morris here. He's like, no. He, he, he can find a woman. I'll kill all the other mercenaries. Maybe. That, that's, my, that's my thought behind maybe, it. Maybe. Maybe like, that is why. Um, like, yeah, he, he can kill a woman. That's, just, that's all I'll give him. On that note, um, I I do like, and it's even in the original movie with uh, the Tommy, Jean, Tommy Jones showdown, I do like Seagull just putting it into these guys. Yeah. Because... I like tension in movies, but sometimes the uh, that formulaic uh, hero loses the upper ground in the final fight yeah. and then has some desperation or heroic uh, special karate move that no one knew about to win the fight or, or whatever, you know. That stuff, I get real bored of that. Uh, and so, like, he beats the shit out of Tommy Lee Jones in the first one, just finishes it. And then this one too, like it went back for a tiny little bit, but really just like put him away. He and yeah, and I think I appreciated it. I I was like, yeah, just this guy's a bitch, just kick his ass. I I felt like I was one of the admirals who was just like, who I feel like once he found out Casey Ryback was on the mission, was just like I'm putting my feet up on the desk. <laughs> like the, especially the first one, oh Casey Ryback, Chief Ryback. I wish we had him on this mission. Just lean like, back. Yeah. Well, he is on the mission. Oh, well. Mission to cop. Good. Yeah, we're done. We're good here. Fly the man and put, put the... Tell the man and... Tell the president he can go back to bed. Yeah. We got Casey... <laughs> we got Casey fucking right back. I... It was that... It was the combination of, like... It reminded me, like... Or I was thinking back to, like, you know, you hear, like, the stories of, like, The Rock and Vin Diesel, how, like, they had it choreographed where they had the equal amount of punches thrown at each other, and neither one of them could ever look like they got the best of the other. I was like, is Seagal... Did Seagal start this? Where he was just like, nah. No, no one... Nobody's... I was like, okay, Seagal, you're gonna come around, the guy's gonna kick you in the gut, and he's gonna, you know... Nah, I'm gonna... He's gonna come around the corner, I'm gonna shoot him. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say... And then some of the lines, I was... They were eye-rolling bad. Of, and the ones I wrote down was... Uh, th- this was actually the villain. He said, Who says I have a one-track mind when he switches the tracks? And I was... why I just said no one. No one said No that. one ever said that. No one said that about you. You're like a genius. You, you've, you've, you've done all this great technology stuff. No one said that. And the one... I was like, Seagal, you said some cool things after people have died. I don't know if I can give this one to you. When he uses a woman in the bathroom as um, a, uh, what do you call it, where you, like, distract um, in, in combat. Uh, Misdirection or, a, a, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Though. Like a red herring. Yeah, or like a, or we're, we're going to cause a... Distraction. Distract, yeah. 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 I feel like there's a more military term for distraction. I'm, I'm going to come up with it sooner or later. He's going to hit me in the middle of the night. I'm like, that's what I meant. <laughs> um, and then he kills the guy. By just karate chopping him in the face, and he says, "Tits to die for." <laughs> I was like, "Come on, Sinkal." <laughs> yeah, um, you think you you think there's a script, and or there's this choreographed fight scene, and then yeah, Sigal just like kicks the stuntman in the dick, yeah. and he dies. <laughs> there and, was a lot of that, and then like, and then and then directors like cut, 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 and Sigal's just like, "I did a rewrite. <laughs> I just did a rewrite." In the first one, there was a lot more, like, knife fighting in the kitchen, which is, like, a random, with, like, a random, you know, terrorist, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna fight in the kitchen. This was, like, 
any guy. It was just like, nah, I'm gonna, he's gonna come. I'm gonna karate chop, karate chop him in the nose. He's dead. I'm gonna. This guy comes around the corner. I just shoot him in the head. That's it. <laughs> Done over. Uh, when he kills the the Zed, I mean, he just uh, he he just kicks him and then just breaks his neck. That's it. Yeah, Zed's dead. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead, baby. Just <laughs> boom, crack, cracks the neck. Um, yeah. So this, I this one, you know, since we're on the negative, I think this one it's just a little. Cor- I think this was a. This goes into a little more of the like cheesy action, the corny act, you know, the bad one-liners, like the bad action. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like the first one, and then the fact that it's like this is just a, this is just a beat for beat. Remake yeah, of it. It really was. Um, without his pies in the oven, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he never said, hey, put my cake out of the microwave. Yeah, well, yeah put my- oh, that was another thing. I, I don't know if this is native. This is something I, I remember. I, I think this goes into like the cheesy action. Anybody outside of Morris Chestnut who tries, to, who interacts with Steven Seagal ends up way dead. <laughs> just those chefs in the in the train car when the, when the terrorists come in and he kills the first guy just machine guns him. anybody else want to be a hero and then now here comes Ryback and it's like okay well at least you see those other chefs and it's like duck and then he gets and then those guys just get murked and then when he's saving the hostages and there's that other guy in the military mm-hmm. dressed and he jumps over the terrorists and they just kill him dead. It's, yeah no don't chance. try to help Steven Seagal. Yeah, you can't assist him. Do not assist, because you're going to end up dead. <laughs> Unless you're more chestnut. Right. And he only lived because he got as far away as possible. Yeah. He got in the helicopter. Got in the helicopter. Would you like to see a sequel? to Under- Would you like to see Under Siege 3? Seagal. It's Seagal's back. Casey Ryback. So, I mean, we got to... I think when I when I first saw Executive Decision, uh-huh. I thought that was Under Siege Three. Okay, it's not. No. Um, Spoiler for that movie. There's not as much Seagal. In not there. as much Seagal as that. You think that had to do with John Leguizamo? Maybe. You think he pulled his weight? It was like I'm getting the star of this movie because killed. I think Executive Decision is a really good movie. Yeah. And I think maybe it is because Seagal gets jacked because it's a quick Kurt Russell movie. Yeah, I mean he gets jacked super quick. Yeah, but. So we'd have to change uh, modes of transportation, right? Oh, so we did boat, we did train. Is pl- airplane compelling? That's the next bit major one. Is airplane compelling? I'm not sure it is anymore, after, given us we have such masterpieces as Air Force One and Con yeah. Air and even Executive Decision to to that extreme. I... What's another compelling mode of transportation? You know, God, and I didn't even think of this. Uh, to call my own naiveness. I didn't tie that. Like, yeah, you have to, you have to be moving on these for this mm-hmm. to be a full Under Siege movie. Um, okay. Because here's my thought. Under Siege 3, Ryback, he, he's a world-famous chef. Okay. Set it in... A fictional space needle, a rotating restaurant. Terrorists take over the restaurant because somebody with uh, nuke codes is there, and they say, "Well, as long as we keep moving." Uh, yeah, a certain terrorist was was um, disrespected by a coworker. Yeah, they're pissed. Yeah, they met another dude that's really greedy. Yeah. The codes are there. We we bring back the same CIA 
agent who is in both things. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, you gotta be a real under siege head to know that that's the same guy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a a, a good idea. When I like setting it in the kitchen, is because I want more uh, Ryback doing um, kitchen stuff. You know? Or maybe he's like. He, he was like this James Beard award-winning show. Yeah. I hear James Beard is a good award. I don't know what it means or, or why I care. I think it's like the Heisman but of, of chefing. I feel like they give a lot of them away, though. So oh. I don't know how... I, I feel like there's a James Beard for like every genre of, of cooking. Yeah, they do give every a lot of those out. Every cuisine and every type of cooking. Okay, is it more like... the Is James Beard the Oscars of cooking? And you can hand out I like think that James 50 Beard of them? Maybe closer to like... Um, the Golden Globes. Okay. I think you just buy it. Yeah. Like the Golden... You just buy your award. But... But, um... So maybe... Like, I like this uh, restaurant idea. Yeah. But maybe instead of, like, him being at the top of his game, he's had a downfall as a chef. Uh-huh. And he's working at, like, um, a sukiyaki. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, because then you get the, the hot grill there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's doing some knife work tricks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Could you set it? I mean, okay, yeah, we did both. We've done, I mean, yeah. It's, it's That's how you would write the script? Right. The Seagal would come in. He's like, I'm Casey fucking Ryan. No, yeah, he didn't have I'm a James Beard winning. I'm, I'm the chef at the top of the Space Needle. Uh-huh. I'm not working at Sukiyaki. He said, in fact, in in this, the, wor- the, the words are called Casey Rybacks. <laughs> And I hand out Casey Rybacks every year <laughs> to myself. <laughs> to, to myself, I've I've to the won, best chef in the world. I've won more Casey Rybacks <laughs> awards than anyone else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do want to see uh, Under Siege Three. So yeah, Wait, to answer the question, yes. Yeah, I'm again not a big so I know Under Siege. What? Okay, what is the second most well-known Steven Seagal movie. Exit Wounds. Oh, okay. Oh, I, okay. I have seen Exit Wounds. That's fun, right? Is that good? He jumps over a car, I think. I don't remember that. DMX is in there, right? Yeah, DMX and Seagal. And I think, like, Seagal, like, le- there's a car, like, hauling ass at him and he fucking jumps over it. First one to ever do that. Yeah. In, in cinematic history. Are you thinking of Romeo Must Die and Jet Li? That feels like a Jet Li <laughs> Maybe. I maybe. I don't feel like Seagull moves. Like, even in Under Siege 2, I was like, ah, he doesn't do a lot of moving. They keep that camera tight and a lot of quick cuts to his I, hands. I like Seagull. And I'm going to say that, I, like, we've got the trivia on Seagull. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really try to not think too much about a person's personality in private life. Uh. Especially in, like movie, if if they're doing their job, yeah. which is entertaining me on screen, I like them as an actor. He may be a total fucking dick, yeah. And and what what I want to uh, punch him right in his you know right in his pee hole as a as a human, yeah. Prop maybe probably, but he does cry. He parry that and punch yeah. me back in the pee hole, and I'd be dead. Yeah. But so I'm gonna say I like Sigal. I haven't seen a... He's got a shit ton that, of movies. He does. That's what, that's what I'm trying... Is it... Is Exilum's number... Is that really the... I was going to say Mark for Death. The one where he fights, like, the, the Haitian gang. I don't think I've seen... A, I like Sigal, but I haven't seen many of his pictures. Right. Like, you, you say, like, oh, well, Stallone. Stallone's a big action hero. 
Uh, you start with uh, Rocky, and then you go Rambo, right? Like those, are, or whatever order. Schwarzenegger, that's it's Terminator, but he's also you know you could throw Commando in there. You know, I I feel even like Van Damme, you're like oh Van Damme's biggest movie is probably I don't know Bloodsport. Yeah, Bloodsport or maybe Kickboxer. I don't and then, know. Yeah, and then yeah. You know, what was the second most popular? Uh, probably Kickboxer or uh, Double Impact or something like that. Yeah. Seagal, I, I go under it's Under Siege, and then I was like I I don't know what the second. I, I don't know. On Deadly Ground? Yeah, I mean, I... Is it executive decision? I think... So, you know, you got... With your Stallones and your yeah. Schwarzeneggers, and even, like, man, maybe Van Damme isn't in this same level, because all his movies are kind of that same genre, but, like, the Stallone, he's put out a kabillion crappy movies. Yeah. But he's got some really good mm-hmm. gems out there. Schwarzenegger's got a bunch of crappy movies, but he, but then you got like, out of nowhere you have like a True Lies or something like that. Like this, his really, highs are so high. Yeah, this like or or, or Last Action Hero, like some real like, yeah. good fi- good filmmaking and acting and and uh, and Seagal, he he's kind of like, he's in that Van Damme territory where he's got so many damn movies and his best most most known movie. Is just a remake of Die Hard. Right. That's why, so I'm curious where we did put him. I wonder, like, if we did, I don't think we had him in S tier. If he's A tier, I might have, I think he might be like a B tier where he. Maybe talking him down a little bit. He is in this level of action hero where he's very popular, but are his movies more Dolph Lundgren's than they are, um, you know, S tier, you know, or, or, or is he more of just kind of this like? I mean, now especially, and he's he's he was forty three, I think. I read the trivia when he did this in nineteen ninety five, and he's on. He, I think he still makes movies. He is he has got to be the direct to video action king. Yes, and that's kind of where I was getting. Is like, and even before, like I'm sure his movies were getting theatrical releases, but like, are they all? Is a Steven Seagal quality... You know, we talk about Schwarzenegger, he's like, he has his highs, but then he has, like, he has stinkers in there. Is Seagal more consistent in that he just never reached those highs, but his maybe his movies are a little more just on that direct-to-video line, and we just... He is what he is? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to watch the... I kind of want to watch the most recent Seagal movie just to see what's up. Yeah. And see, I want to go back in his career. I, was, I, I, wanna, I want that 80s run of, like... Why did this guy become like a big? How did he get there? Yeah. yeah. What were the movies? What? Yeah. What got him to under siege? Yeah. What? What? What led to that? Um, what about a? What about a remake of the franchise? Of the franchise of Under Siege. I'd be down with an Under Siege franchise. Right? Essentially saying we're, we're. I I feel like Under Siege owns, even. Uh, they own the concept of Die Hard on a moving vehicle. That, yeah. that, that is Under Siege IP. So that's essentially what they'd be remaking. If, probably, if they remade it, yeah, say they're going to make it now, it's terrorists take over a submarine. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I want the guy, um, I don't want, I don't want like a, I don't want one of the Chris's. I don't want, you've got enough of the Chris's. I don't want, I don't want any Marvel guy. I want a guy that would go, you don't know this guy, but. He won like silver medal in um, karate at the Olympics, and yeah. now he's going to be an actor. Yeah, deal with it. Like, yeah, that's who I want. I want another Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal type. Where it's like, that's how you got this role. 
By his true ability. By his true ability. And then you say, well, can he act? Doesn't matter. He knows karate. Uh, you might be then you might be pleased to know that there is a reboot in the works as of uh, the beginning of this year for oh. a direct-to-streaming HBO Max. So HBO Max will put this out oh, for their streaming wow. series. Wow, that yeah. could be good. From one of uh, from the one of the directors of um, the VHS series, those horror movies. I've never okay. been through those, but I know that they're, they're popular. Um, there's a few of them. Yeah. What character is most deserving of a spinoff from Under Siege 2, Dark Territory? You know... I have more questions about um, Ryback's brother, yeah, than I have ever had. Like he won a Navy Cross. Yes, that's true. Oh yeah, obviously he had military rank. He had Navy Cross. That was a big part of the plot. Yeah, like so. Me, the spinoff is the dead dude. Uh-huh. It's a prequel, clearly. Yeah, I want young Catherine Heigl. Not Catherine Heigl, but the, the the girl he plays. I don't, I don't even know what her name is, um, but she's a little girl, and at one point. Like, her dad Ryback, maybe there's, like, a scene where they're at Casey Ryback's house. You don't even have to show Seagal. You, or, you don't even have to show Casey Ryback. Maybe you just hear his, his smooth tones, you know, in another yeah. room. And I want, you know, her dad's going to go talk to Casey, and then she walks off, and I want her to go into a room where there are medals that are so secret he can't even show anyone. I want to say I want her to open a metal case and have it glow like in uh, Pulp Fiction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be good. He died in a plane crash. What's up with that? I was there. Maybe I think he was on an op. Exactly. Yeah, where there was he was on a top secret op. Mm-hmm. Another good spinoff might be the rise of the nerd guy. Mm. Like it, it's kind of like a social network. <laughs> yeah. He gets social networked and he, then like. Fakes his death. Yep. He goes to uh, he goes to uh, uh, Red Foreman and goes, "You better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm coming back for the whole thing." And then he fakes his death. <laughs> uh, that'd be a good one. I want to see um, Zed. I want to see his Breaking Bad, where he was. You know, he was a Navy. He was a Navy SEAL. He went to Fort Bragg. He was trained by Casey Ryback. Yeah. Where did it go bad for him? You know, how, how does he turn to a life of mercenary? Uh, but yeah, drugs. Good, <laughs> good addiction to feed. Yeah, to make money. Exactly. Um, you know, who let out the the gimp after he broke his neck? <laughs> uh, those are the questions. Good, lot of, a good cast of characters in this. Yeah, you know? really. I good. think both. I, I think both movies. I think that's where they uh, succeed is just having. Um, Fun supporting characters. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely it's a light. You can take it lightly. Movie. Yeah. It's fine. How long did uh, Casey Ryback and Miss July last after the events of Under Siege? Oh yeah, they had they they had that embrace. At the <laughs> right. End. Um, How long does that relationship actually last? Oh, week. Wait. Well, she's at the funeral for the captain, and she is in navy garb. Which maybe <laughs> did they? Did they make her a, a navy man? <laughs> she got, she got a field commission, <laughs> and a promotion. Yeah, because yeah, maybe she she did a lot to save you know, um, yeah, to to save those uh, nuclear tomahawks. Or yeah, whatever they were. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Under Siege Two: Dark Territory. How do you grade that title? 
grade this on a letter grade? Letter grade? I give it a B. Yeah. I give it a B. I, I like it. Yeah, it's. I wish they dropped the two. Yeah. Dark Terror. Yeah. Uh, Under Siege, colon, Dark Terror. You can definitely drop... Drop the numerics on a yeah. lot of these, but yeah. Under Siege Two, call it Dark. Yeah, Dark Territory. That's a cool. That's a cool name. Yeah, cool name. And, and you don't, you may not have any idea, especially during this time. You probably had no idea what the hell they were talking about until they explained it in the last ten minutes of the movie. What Dark Territory was twenty twenty two. If you if you just said, "Oh, we're going through Dark Territory," I I also would have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you get, Mark, I got no cell. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. You're like, oh no, we're going through Dark Territory. It's like, it's like, is this? Is this haunted land? It's <laughs> cursed. Yeah, is this, is this cursed. Land? Is this is this protected by a biker gang? Like, I don't know what dark territory is. Uh, no cell, no cell reception. Uh, would the train really only have one payphone in nineteen ninety five? That was a fancy train. No, it'd have a. There'd probably be one phone per car. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. there'd be one phone per car. I mean, airplanes had phones way back in the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine. Nah, or maybe it may, you know, maybe there was a phone car. Oh yeah, just one one so car. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've never yeah. been on a passenger train. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I've rode, I've you know, I've ridden from town to town on a freight train, you know, but uh-huh. back in my hobo and days, sure. but I've never been on a passenger train. Yeah, not that fancy. No, no, yeah. no. Uh, which would you watch first? Under Siege, Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. They're both on Tubi. I'd watch Under Siege. Yeah. Yeah. Holds up. It's still, it's, uh, it's still enjoyable. I mean, they're, they're the same damn movie. They are. It's a flip of a coin, really. Tommy Lee Jones is great, though. Yeah. I think you get that. I think you get a little more of the, the cool hand-to-hand combat that I, I want from my Steven Seagal movie. And Cole Meany's in the first one, right? Yeah. He's great. When I first saw it, I was like, is that Albert Brooks? Like the bad guy in this? No, yes. Yeah, Cole, yeah, Cole, Cole Meany. Cole Meany. I, I, just the the villains. I like the villains in both movies, but they're yeah. more fun to watch in in the first one. When Tommy Lee Jones gets his uh, hearing messed up because he was standing too close to there, and then he comes back, and he's like covering his ears, and he's just yelling, and then he just snaps right into just talking about like a metaphor for life like that that does it for me I was like Tommy Jones is so good at this his uh motivations are a little more believable to me too it's more you know it's greed really but mm-hmm. it's like you guys tried to fucking kill me they tried to kill him yeah and that's messed up you know he, you know he was working for the government tell you what you don't want him if he did something illegal arrest him if you don't want him to work for you give him a severance yeah Handle it like proper gentleman, and, and CIA. The Under Siege villain, I like. I like the nerd villain guy. I really yeah. did, and and but his motivations aren't as plausible to me. I yeah. was disrespected. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I, think, I think about you as a viewer. No, yeah. both. Yeah. I was like, no, dude, you just weren't getting late and you got pissed. Yeah. So like, that's on you, man. That, yeah. Get your nose out of your computer. There you go. Talk to a woman. Get out a little bit. <laughs> Uh, do you need to watch Under Siege to understand what's going on in Under Siege 2? Not at all. I think, I mean, you you may miss out on some, some uh, like, this impending doom of Ryback being on your train. <laughs> they fill you in pretty quick. They do. They, they, they do fill you in. Uh, okay, we need a 3 or a reboot. The one thing they absolutely have to nail about these movies is when people figure out Ryback's there. Yeah. That, I think in both movies, 
Those are my favorite parts. It's so good. I'm just... In, in Dark Terror, just the... Casey fucking Ryback. <laughs> or they hear the name, Ryback. And he goes, Ryback? Did you say Ryback? I was like, Casey Ryback? He's that notorious. And then the first one, with, yeah, when they get the file, he's like, he's not just some cook. Green <laughs> buddy. Navy SEAL. Uh, and if I... Dark Territory, did we need it? That's a hard... This is a hard... Did we need it? I didn't... I didn't dislike the movie, but I'm going to say no. Even though I want to see a third. No, we didn't need it. Yeah. I think I liked it. I think I still liked it. I... I'm going to say no. Because I, I did not like this as... I, I do think they're very similar. To, they're, they're the same movie. And I just I, I like a lot more what's going on in Under Siege. That this movie doesn't really do anything different. Other than it's on a train. So I say we don't need it. The only thing that may give me pause is that I think Eric Bogazian is doing a fine job as the villain. Mm-hmm. And just that, I think he's worth worth it mm-hmm. uh, to see it. If I put the, if I had to put this on my, my five tier, I think this is a... You can have this on in the background. I don't think, you know... Yeah. You're not going to hate it. And then, you know, you look up every now and then, then he's talking... You know, it's like, oh, in case you haven't noticed, we're on a choo-choo. It's got really everything, laugh. though, man. It's got a, it's got like this cliffhangers kind of scene. Mm. It's got running, it does have a cliffhanger. It's got running through the woods. At one point, there's a truck getting jumped off a cliff into a lake. Yeah, that was a. There's some crazy shit in this movie were. that I'm just I forgot about until right now. I know. It didn't have a girl come out of a cake, and it didn't have that uh, sweet Jimi Hendrix needle drop at one point. That's true. Uh, which was just like a. When that happened in the first one, not not the girl coming out of the cake, but just the voodoo child playing, I was like, this feels like a different movie. <laughs> like, it just felt out. Like, it's like, this feels like they're doing like uh, like, like a, uh, I don't know, I feel like that's something like a, a more elevated film director, you know, like, it's like oh, okay, and then we're going to drop Jimmy Hendrix. We're going to pay for, yeah, that's we're gonna, like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to. Pay Jimmy's estate, yeah, for Voodoo Child. Exactly. Yeah, it's like Scorsese's doing that. Michael Mann's, you know, like yeah. it's like, and then we're in the big song. But I liked it. What? What were the box office numbers on these? Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't even share those. So the first one, thirty-five million dollar budget, one hundred fifty-six million. Okay, I did read the seventy-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This yeah. one, Under Siege Two, sixty million dollar, without a song. No, no Voodoo Child. No Voodoo Child. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't get, like, Hey Joe. Uh, 104 at the box office, so quite a dip from the 156. 34% on Rotten Tomato, based on 32 reviews. Consensus reads, utterly forgettable and completely unnecessary, represents a steep come down from its predecessor and an unfortunate return to form for its star. Hmm. Um, so critics, critics weren't as kind, but uh, you know you gotta give some love to, to the great cast of villains. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I wonder how that cake was gonna turn out. Oh man, was it chocolate cake? No, it was like a vanilla. It was like a white. Oh. Normally he would whisk it more to get it fluffier, but you know he just <laughs> didn't have time. Didn't have time. Um, yeah, that was it for Under Siege. Oh wait, yeah. If you have thoughts on Under Siege too, you can email us. Do, do, do we need Under Siege? Is or Under Siege Two: Dark Territory? Where should we begin our Steven Seagal journey? Is it? Do we start early? Do we start late and work our way back? Um, I, I really want to know more about Seagal. 
Let's see. I'm gonna click on okay. Let, Letterbox. They where, do do how the do movies. You get to start. They they okay. Here are Steven Seagal by order of popularity, according to Letterbox. Number one, Machete. So apparently he's a Machete. Uh, okay. Still haven't seen that. I also have never seen a Machete. Things. Uh, Under Siege, Executive Decision, Under Siege Two. Then it goes Hard to Kill, Above the Law. Okay, Hard to Kill's a good one. Uh, Above the Law. What's seems, Hard to Kill? Seems like a good one. And Juice Kill's Wife. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Hard to Kill. Right? Mason Storm, a go-at-it-alone cop. That's a great name, too, Mason Storm. Yeah. Is gunned down at home. The intruders kill his wife and think they've killed both Mason and his son. Mason is secretly taken to a hospital where he spent several years in a coma. Um, yeah, Hard to Kill's good. Okay, Hard to Kill... Above the Law, Out for Justice, Mark for Death, On Deadly Ground, Exit Wounds. Then The Glimmer Man with uh, Damon Wayans, Keenan Ivory. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fire Down Below. These are all titles I know, but I, I, I don't remember seeing these. I feel like these were just kind of on in the background, some of these. On I T- feel like he was, a, yeah, he was yeah. a TNT guy. TNT guy, yeah. Uh, and yeah, then we really get into, then he gets into some stuff like Against the Dark, uh, China Salesman, Belly of the Beast, Maximum Conviction, Asian Connection, Code of Honor. Like, these are all things if you're, you know, you're perusing Walmart's, uh, DVD bin. Yeah. You might run into some of these. He's got a lot of movies. Um. Yeah, he's, yeah, these are all five, five for ten DVDs. Yeah. Or Blu-rays these days. Yeah. Um, what we got next? All right, Mark. This was travel theme. Yeah. Right? And uh, pretty pretty sneaky way to throw in some hijack movies mm. that you, you did there. Call it, you know, travel theme. I've been... They're on a train. I am having a... Okay, I have had a, a terrible time figuring out travel theme movie I want to do. Yeah. And I finally got it. Now, and, I, and also trying to... Be able to stream them easily yeah. and, and and find them, and let me just run you through some some things here. I thought, okay, we did a boat, we did a train, we have done airplane and airplane we two, have done those, yeah. But then I thought, airport, airport seventy five. Okay. The original airport is not super available. Okay. Um. So I was like, well, I can't do that. And besides, I'm not gonna pull the mark. They're more, they're more disaster movies. Okay. And then so, I'll keep this other yeah boat movie in my pocket. Yeah. I won't tell you what, but I found a boat movie that I thought this could be good. And but I'm gonna keep that in my pocket because I might use this for a theme down the road. Mm-hmm. But I got the travel movie. Okay. Another form of transportation. And I think we've joked about doing this before. You will have to rent one half of this. Sure. The other half is is available. We're going to do Speed 2 Cruise Control. Okay. You will have to rent Speed 2 Cruise Control. Okay. Speed is, I think, on Amazon. It's on one of the streamers. Now, you're discounting the fact that I may own Speed 2 Cruise Control on Criterion Collection. Then your money. Yeah. Then I will have to <laughs> rent it. Uh, yeah, okay. It, if it, I had known you'd owned it... No, I don't. I would have. I would have picked it real quick. Yeah, uh, I do not own Speed Two Cruise Control, but 
For three ninety nine, I think I think it's absolutely worth a watch. Yeah, and I wanted to do a different form of transportation. Uh, I have a boat movie in mind, but I'm going to save that for something else because I think it actually could be really a really fun episode. Now I got to tell you, this, this sounds like a this sounds like a hijack movie. Well, that's the <laughs> that's the funny thing about doing speed. No, like no. I thought, it is a it's a tra- they're traveling they're traveling but yeah. it's another hijack travel movie and that's just funny that was yeah that was the theme uh, you know just hey is there a mode of transportation in in these movies yeah. somehow yeah. and and most tra- most transportation movies are hijack movies especially the ones with sequels there's a lot of great like traveling movies uh, I mean I watched one yeah planes trains I see, uh, they don't get sequels and they don't get remade and the I, dramas of uh, I had thought a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. We were gonna do Wild Hogs and Wild Hogs Two. Oh yeah. Guess what? Wild Hogs Two does not exist. No, it's called. Something. I may think of the movie that you're. But there, there are two. There are two Tim Allen motorcycle movies, right? I don't know about that. All I know is I tried to find. I looked up Wild Hogs Two, yeah. and it was ultimately shit canned by Disney. Okay. It was in the works, and it. It was Wild Hogs to the Bachelor ride, so there's some take. Oh, someone's fun. going on a Bachelor yeah. or something. But that's what we were gonna do because I thought for sure there's a Wild Hogs too. It yeah. doesn't exist. Wild Hogs two does not exist. All right. Uh, so there's that. So that's my thought process into we're watching Speed and Speed Two Cruise Control. There we go. So we're gonna check the yeah Speed Two Cruise Control. I've never Control. seen Speed Two personally, and I've only seen Speed one time in my life. Mm-hmm. So this will be good. I've seen Speed a few times. Actually, I recently saw Speed, I think, this summer. And I've never seen Speed 2 Cruise Control. Cool. So, yeah, this will be fun. This will be fun for both of us. Um, yeah. I was just I just thought you'd pick a movie like Cannonball Run or something. Or uh, I looked at Cannonball Run, but yeah. I was like, it's too close to Smokey. And we, we did do Smokey. Yeah, I, I took that one out. That's and, a great transportation movie. And then I almost went with the really easy... Because uh, we haven't done it yet, we've uh, done a bunch of others. European vacation, right? That was another one European I thought. Vacation, then I was like, nah, too easy. Too easy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's certainly a travel movie. Yeah. They, they travel to Europe. Um, yeah, I would accept it any movie that was there was a car. There. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, they got a car, they drove. I was like, yep, that counts. Um, all right, so we're gonna round out transportation month with Speed Two Cruise Control. So that's been don't be that guy. Guide to sequel remakes. Stay safe out there. This I'm trained for.